You know the vibes. You're back listening to the Hoop Genius Podcast, sponsored by NBA 2K22. I'm Momootsi, alongside BJ Armstrong, once again, real name. Real name, no gimmicks. Uh, real name, no gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> real name. <laughs> you know, we're recording this one a little early. You know, BJ's got some business to take care of, so we got to record this one early for you. So it's not going to be a recap of last night's games. We've got a few other issues to discuss that we didn't get a chance to talk about before. Mm. And half the press from the NBA's PR desk, the Brooklyn Nets guard Kyrie Irving has been fined $50,000 for making obscene gestures on the playing court and directing profane language towards spectator stands. It was announced today. Irving made the gestures and his comments to the spectators during the Nets 115-114 the Nets loss to the Boston Celtics on the April 17th at TD Garden. BJ, I can't say I'm surprised that they've hit him with a fine. What's your immediate reaction to this? Because we wanted to speak about this before. What's your take on this whole situation? I believe that's the maximum that you can find a player, I believe. For you know, what he was fine for, for, you know, the obscene gestures, so forth and so on. You know, I try to look at individual situations for what they are and not try to project what what happened in one error to another. Okay, let's look at this situation. And I want to take our fans, not our fans, I want to take our listeners behind the curtain so that we can look at the totality of really what's going on here. Yes. And um, just before you do that, finding, according to your good friend, Bobby Marks, finding Irving more than 50,000 would have enabled him to file a grievance. The NBA could have gone that route since there were multiple infractions during Sunday's game, but they chose not to and just limit it at 50,000. The most they Mm -hmm. could find him without him filing an official complaint. But go ahead, BJ, take them behind the curtain. Okay. Now, our good friend, and we should have our good friend. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him to come on the show. Our good friend, Adrian Wojnarowski, he made a very important observation. Mm. I think it was yesterday on his show that he does on ESPN. And he talked about the under, it's, 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 it's an undertone that we all know what's going on who participates in the league. And what you're seeing right now is it's playing itself out in real time in the games. This has nothing to do with what happened in Boston. And I'm not making excuses for anyone. I'm not making excuses for the fans and what was said. I'm not making excuses for the players. But what I want to share with you, Mo, and I share with our listeners here, is there's an undertone now that's going on in this league. Okay? And this undertone is the effects that you're starting to see, okay, with betting and things that's going on now in professional sports. Mm -hmm. Because it's happening now in real time. And what you're seeing, Mo, is you're seeing the escalation of emotions. Yes. From the fans, for whatever the reasons may be. So it's even a little bit more than what it was in years past and what you're seeing mo is there is something that's bubbling that everyone kind of feels it you see it 
and you don't know where, where where's this type of energy coming from? Can you break this down for the fans though? Because the gambling laws in America are different. Am I right in saying this is the first year that people can bet on the NBA just openly well, outside you, of Las Vegas? Well, you're starting to see it more and more and, and the business has come in. Yeah. Now you're seeing these companies partnering with the league. Okay. Cause before in the UK, anyone can bet on anything, right? They gamble right. on everything, right. but the NBA, right. you could only gamble in Vegas. I think that was the thing. Yes. Like you couldn't just be at home, open the app, place a bet. I don't know. I don't gamble. I don't know anything about it. So this is yes, the first it, season yeah. where people could just openly just gamble. And, you know, you see it on the TNT show, they do the over-unders before the game starts. Chuck and Kenny predict Kyrie's going to score more than 30 points or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of just more open and out there for people. Well, and you're starting to see it's happening in real time now. Okay. You know, Mo, we should post we should post the take so that you can see the take because he explains it very well. And it's something that's really happening that everyone who participates in the business kind of understands. Here we go. And people are losing and winning. I can play it for you right now in real time. Yes, go ahead. This in the league. Nothing to do. With, there's a different dynamic with Kyrie Irving in Boston. Mm-hmm. But as gambling becomes more prevalent in the arena, people gambling on almost everything, everything that goes on with the game, and they're drinking, players, organizations, and you talk to them, they already feel it in the arena. And when people are losing money in real time, and they're pointing to a player on the court that said, hey, I bet you to score more points in the second quarter than somebody else, and I lost you're adding an element to that that we're not talking as much about, but is a real factor in this league. And I think you are going to see more instances of, of fans being even more vitriotic yeah. toward players in this league. And it's an issue they're going to have to deal with, but it comes, I think, with the influx of gambling money right. that everyone's going to profit off of both players and the league and the, and the BRI. Yeah. But it's going to impact the way the relationship between fans and players in real time. And I- that was Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN talking on his show NBA Today yesterday. Now, it's, it's interesting, um, the, the whole situation. BJ, oh, you, can I just say something more? Can go, I say, ahead, go ahead. Wasn't go that, ahead. that was an incredible take to me. Yes, I think. Because, uh, Mo, that was 100%. No judgment here. I don't even know what to say or what to do, but Mo, that's what it is right now. Everyone feels it. Everyone sees it. And it's like, now what we what now we're like all looking around going now what do we do mm-hmm. and you know the alcohol the gambling i feel like adrian wojanowski and my grandma would have been great friends because those are two principles that she stood strongly behind but uh it, it's interesting because you know bj as your experience as a player you heard fans talk to you right you know i'm assuming that every player right. does what was your interactions with the fans like what kind of things were they saying to you? If you could just give us a little insight into that. Well, you know, Not Mo, word you know, for word, but, you know, yeah, you heard things from some... fans and you had to keep yes. that restraint to not go at them. Yeah. Well, Mo, here's the thing. You heard things, things were said. Some good, some bad, some a little indifferent. You know, Mo, I, I, I always tried to be respectful, but I also understood 
especially when I was on the road, that fans, you know, listen, it is what it comes with the territory. You know what I mean, bro? It's like, you know, Mo, I don't want to say like I didn't hear it and I didn't feel it. Some of the things you, you know, you go, wow, like it's just not, it's not humane. You know, it's not how you treat people. However, you know, Mo, I, I, I took my job as a professional. Okay. And I, and I, that's just what I did. I, it was like, I learned very quickly why they call this professional sports. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There is a, there is an innocence that you play sports. And when I go watch my kids play sports, to me, that's sports. That's the one that, you know, Hey dad, did you see me hit the ball? Or Hey dad, did you see me score? And that's great. You know, you tell your son or daughter, that's great. You know, it's fat. It's, you know, you, who cares whether you win, you know, especially watching my youngest one, you know, he's six and you go, who cares? You know <laughs> what I mean? The other day you called me the other day and I was going to a baseball game. Right. Yeah. And I remember you said, man, have fun. I don't even know much about baseball. Right. And I, I, thought, <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> and, I thought, no, no, and I remember, I remember I was thinking like, that's cool that, you know what? Cause that's what it's all about. You're just like, have fun. And and I yeah. and I re, and I don't know why I remembered when you said that, but I thought that's that's cool. You know what? You know what? That Mo gets it. He gets it. Like, hey, you're just doing it for the sport. That's why we love sports. And I'm so fortunate to be able to talk about sports even as an adult. However, when you put the word professional in front of it, it changes the dynamics of sports mm. as we recall it as we remember it as in our youth when we participated whether you played it in high school or in the universities there in Europe you know colleges or however far you're able to play or take it it's very unfortunate Mo what's happening now these athletes are filling this okay I remember there was a there was a super fan for the Washington Bullets at the time now they're the Washington Wizards his name was Robin Ficker Robin was a professional fan, but he, but he would, he would, he would read somehow he would get Mo's biography and he would find out things about Mo and he would just go down the line. And some of them were hilarious. Some of them were a little, he crossed the line a little bit, (laughs) but you know what? I always remember about him after the game, he would always say good game. And there was a level of respect. And this guy was a professional fan. Mm. Some of the things he did was hilarious, right? I mean, when I tell you hilarious, right? He would, he, he just, it, 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 was, it was great. But he always did it with a level of respect. What I'm watching, what I've seen, what I've experienced, I've also seen people disrespect. Because you know they wouldn't just walk up to anybody randomly and say the things that they're saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, BJ, you stink. You suck. Like, and that's why I love New York fans. Okay. (laughs) I I always, I had the most respect for the New York fans. You know, I I got, I got a quick story, story note. At the time we used to travel, we used to travel commercially, you know, used to travel but from the moment we would get off the plane in New York, the fans would be booing on the plane. <laughs> okay. 
We go get our bags at, 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 at the baggage claim. The Everyone's the booing. They're booing in the airport. <laughs> That's crazy. You suck, Armstrong. You suck. You're the worst. Get out of town. Boo. The Knicks are going to crush you. Okay. <laughs> we get on the bus. The guy has a New York Knicks hat on, the, the bus driver. <laughs> we get to the, we get to the, we get to, we get to the, the, the hotel. The Bellman, everyone there, Knicks fans. It, but it was a level of respect. You had to respect that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. You, you know, there was, there was a level of respect. We ride the bus to the game. We're, we're coming into the, to the arena, Madison Square Garden. Fans are there. Boo, you suck. You know, they're going crazy. Mo. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was pandemonium. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Mo, after the game, those same people. Because they're, they're, I mean, I think they have some of, you know, everyone says they have the greatest fans. It's nothing like Knicks fans, though. Because they just go (laughs) overboard, right? You know, they just go overboard. But after the game, no Mo, I'm talking the guy who's been screaming at you all game. Good job, Armstrong. And I always respected that. Man, that's and Mo, to this day, you and I are going to go to New York this year for the yeah, yeah. To this day, Mo, you know what's the most amazing thing? Whenever I go to New York, there will be someone. Armstrong, I respect you when you, when you played. You beat my Knicks. Yeah. You still suck. <laughs> you suck, Armstrong. But you beat my but Knicks. I, I think that's... And I respect, and I always respect Mo. I respect that. Yeah, I think that's the same, you know, trash walking on the court is what it is. And at the end of the game, you shake hands. Good yes. game. Yeah. Trash talking from the fans. I, as a fan, personally, don't boo, talk trash to any of the, the players at games before before I did media when I was a fan. Um, mainly because my whole thing is keep the same energy. If I seen, you know, if, if I seen Ben Wallace walking down the road, ain't no way on God's earth I'm telling Ben Wallace. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, him, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mo, Mo. My problem with the fans, though, comes that there's booing and saying you suck, and then they're saying personal things that cross the line because they yes, feel that they're yes. protected by being a fan. And that's what yeah. I d- disagree with. Like, you know, booing is part of the game. Okay, cool. Fans are going to boo. But I don't know what the fans were saying to Kyrie. I wasn't there. I couldn't hear oh, them. I, well, none of us were there. And, and none of us know, okay? But I think that there is a level that the fans should not cross. You know, booing, well, you stink, well, oh, you're trash, cool, whatever. But then saying personal things, offensive things to that nature, I think fans need to be self-aware enough that being in the stands it, is not going to save you. You know, it's, yeah, it doesn't yeah, give you well, a license to just say anything say that you this. want. I'm going to say this, Mo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. You know, Mo, when you play professional sports, it's an incredible, you know, it's an incredible gift. I mean, you're, you're, you're lucky to do this. But I want to say this, though, Mo. You know, my whole life, I've played sports. I've worked in sports, and I am continuing to work in sports. There's been a couple of moments, Mo, that really stand out in my life with sports that's really bothered me. And... I suddenly realized one day that, you know what, remember playing that there was the person, BJ, who no one speaks to. 
And then there's the player that everyone speaks to. And I suddenly realized that if the person doesn't develop, the player has no chance. What do you mean by that? Okay, what I mean by that is Benjamin Armstrong is my that's you. name. That's yeah, that's, that's my name. Yeah. Okay. And that's why I always laugh when I say real name, no gimmicks, because Benjamin Armstrong is always present, just yeah. watching all of this. But this BJ Armstrong character, because it's a character. <laughs> yep. Is former this NBA player. Yep, pot host of a podcast, da 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 agent. Yeah, da da da. Okay. But Benjamin Armstrong, Mo, he's just sitting there. That's why I always laugh at when you introduce and I introduce myself now, you know, because I'm <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just this crazy. Real names, no gimmicks. That's kind of my making sure that I always recognize the other person that's just sitting here. Mm -hmm. Because in the end, you got to know who you really are. This is not who I am. You're listening, but this is just what I do. And as an NBA player, and as an NBA player, this is, you know, my, this is my thing, right? You know, I, I, I played and, 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 and all those things. My point being with Kyrie mm. is, you know, here's a young man that's figuring out who he is. And I'm going to tell you, Mo, one of the most devastating things that's ever happened to me is when I retired. I was aware of this when I was playing. But when you have kids, Mo, it really begins to affect you in a different way. Uh, Kyrie I don't know recently, nothing about Kyrie. Kyrie recently Kyrie, became, a, became a father, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm not and, too and, sure. And, Mo, and, I, and, and I made a conscious decision not to have kids when I was playing because I was aware of it then. But mm. I'm going to tell you a story, Mo, and I hope my kids don't mind me sharing this story because I'm not a, you know, I kind of keep my private life private. But Kyrie reminds me now of a young father, a young dad. Suddenly, you begin to see things a little different. Because you see it from the eyes of your children. And I'll never forget when we were getting in the car. And I'm putting my kids in their, in their baby seats in the back of the car. And I'm putting them in the back of the car. And they were very young. I mean, they couldn't have been older than like three or four years old. And I'm putting them in the back. No, he had to be older because my because what I'm about to say. So he had to be a little older. But anyway, I'm, I'm strapping him in the back seat. Yeah. And someone comes up. Hey, BJ. Hey, man, we loved you. Hey, man, great. man, I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to bother you. Can I get an autograph? And I stopped. I signed the autograph. Man, I appreciate it. Da, da, da. Can I take yeah. a picture? Whatever. As I turn, this all took place in like, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds. As I turn back around, my son is just bawling. Bawling. Like, just, I mean, a full out, like, and I'm like, son, what, what's wrong? He's like, dad, how come he didn't see me? 
bless him. No, no Mo, I, I was aware of it as a player. My son, he said that to me, Mo, and it's affected me because I, I, I felt it, but I didn't know what it was. But at that moment, I got it. Mm. He just started, he was like, Dad, how come he didn't see me? How come he didn't say hello to me? Mo, he couldn't have been, I'm going to say, Mo, he couldn't have been older than five years old. Mm. This is what this reminds me of. Because, Mo, when you start having kids and people start things and your kids start watching you on television and it, it can get confusing. I don't know where this goes, Mo, and I'm not making an excuse, but I just remember, Mo, thinking to myself, thank goodness I never had young kids while I was playing. Because seeing, I don't know how my son or daughter or kids would have reacted if they would have seen me getting booed. I don't know how they would have reacted and the effects of that, what we take as just sports is on a, the, of a child. I don't know, but I remember that moment, Mo, and it made an impact on me. And watching this, it made me think of that. And I didn't, I don't know anything about Kyrie. I don't know anything about his. I don't know anything, and it's none of my business. But I'm telling you, Mo, behind those uniforms, Mo, there are people. Yes. And that's the one thing I do know. Behind that 39 point performance and Kyrie with the handles and whatever you think of Kyrie is a person yeah. behind that uniform and behind all of those players, your heroes and your team and all this, that's fine. That's fine to root for and It's great. And it's fun behind that is a person. And, 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 and Mo, what you're seeing is you're seeing in real time. Now the person step up, and say, wait a minute, hold on. Because, Mo, these, believe it or not, these players have lives. Oh, 100%. 100%. They they have good days and bad days and all of these things. And, Mo, if we continue down this path, Mm -hmm. we don't know where this is going to go. Because let me tell you something. I remember I didn't know how I was supposed to feel at that moment with, with my own. But I make it a point from that moment on to whenever I'm with my family is to make sure that if someone comes to me, I introduce my family as well. And that, that and, and, and I learned that from a four-year-old kid or no, however old he was at the time. <laughs> okay. So Mo, I'm, I don't know what the right answer is, but it just, I'm just sharing with you the closest because I was reminded of that moment. I was yeah. reminded of that moment. Okay. Yeah. And I, that, and that, and that fan, that fan d- didn't mean any harm. You know what I'm saying? He didn't come up to me and boo me or say anything. It was just a fan being, and, and I respected that. You know what I mean? I respected that. Okay, great. Hey man, I'm, I don't know what I did, but I respect the fact that you were a Bulls fan. Yeah. So just be aware of that Mo. And I'm just sharing that one story Mo, because you know, sometimes human feelings and it can get complex. Yeah. And, just, and, and that's one of the things I wanted to share. So and I just did a uh, put it in context, you know? Yeah. I just did a quick Google search. So I don't really, I don't really follow the personal lives. I, I like folks on basketball, right? I don't 
care right. who's dating who and whose kids and whatever. I Googled. Kyrie, apparently, this is according to Google now, Kyrie has two children. The first one being born in 2015 and another one in 2021. And I, I'm not sure, but someone's, someone sent me a thing. I think he's got another one on the way or he recently had one. But anyway, as his kids get older, you know, they all see, they have a better understanding. You know, babies don't really know, but, you know, when you get four or five years old, whatever it is, they see what's happening. They see the internet. They see the television fans booing him. So I can understand why it's affecting him. And, you know, he wants to retaliate and and say what he's saying. I just think the fans have to be respectful. There's a line just between, be respectful, Mo. you know, There's talking trash that's and it. being disrespectful. I think there is a trash that's, talk. There that, is a line it. there. You know what I mean? And Mo, let, let me tell you something. You know, Mo, like, there's a part of me, right? Everybody that knows me knows I love to talk trash. Like, mm-hmm. the, I, the, that's what you do, right? My, my wife knows it. My kids know it. My mom and dad, know, everybody who knows me, my friends, I, I, I love it. I, I love yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, I, so. I just like you and I, like we talk trash. <laughs> it's just like fun. It's like, it's like, Man. it's fun. It's part of it. I hate it when people don't talk like, you know, when I go and hoop, right. Even if I'm just playing pickup in the park, if the person I'm going at, I'm talking trash and they don't say anything. I'm like, come on, man. Talk. Let's like, say but, something. Yeah, like, come yeah, on. It's, it's like it's like don't take yourself so serious. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm like, like you'll talk. Man. Okay. There, there, but but there are rules to it though. You know what mm, I mean? Like yep. Like unwritten like, rules. Like when you when you're with Gary Payton. Yeah. That's just part of it. Gary is yep. going to talk trash. Yep. When you're with Charles Oakley or you're with MJ, whoever. You know what I mean? Let's just man. It's like I'm in my element. You know what I mean? It's just like okay. I'm with the guys that's here, mm-hmm. but you know what? It's respectful. You know what I mean? There's a now Mo, we've gone beyond the line now. And you're going, you wouldn't say that to me if we were X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You don't Definitely. really like Mo, you don't say things to people you don't know. You know, there, there's, there, there's rules yeah. to it though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mo, like, it's concept. Start talking trash. Yeah. Before you start talking trash, understand the rules of engagement. Understand mm-hmm. the rules. Because mm-hmm. it's a fun, it's like, no, it's fun. Like my wife was like, why, why do you guys talk to each other like that? Do you really like each other? <laughs> yeah, I love them. They love me. But yep. that's just what we do. Yep. You know what I mean? There's nothing like playing golf or playing, and you're just talking trash the whole time. And my wife's like, you guys got to stop it. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I love talking trash to my son. You're like, we're talking trash watching watching the game. And, and now my daughter is getting into it. And then, you know, I, I, and my wife was like, you can't do that because our youngest son, you know, yeah. it's so much fun to us, right? You know what I mean? But listening to the interaction now is like, she might be right now. My wife might be right. Okay. And, and well, this was in 2019. This, this gives me another story is so I wanted to take our youngest. So he had to be four years old, three or four years old. I wanted to take our youngest, you know, that's a big thing, right? You don't have any kids yet, but it's a big thing. You want to take your son or your daughter to their first game, right? It's kind of yeah. like one of those moments, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like one of those moments where, you know, you take photos and then hopefully 20 years later, you'll be like, oh, this was our first 
Laker game, right? You know, that was his first game. You know, my first game was a Detroit Pistons. His first game was a Laker game, right? Mm-hmm. And we were at the Staples Center and, you know, I, you know, the dad, mom, we got the popcorn. We're doing the whole thing. And a little skirmish broke out during the game. Well, we're fairly close to the, what's the name? To the court, yeah. To the court. Okay, Bo, and you, you've been at many a games like myself. Yep. Let's just say... You know, we can't repeat on air what's really being said. <laughs> okay, let's just say that, Mo. Let's just say that. It is what, what it is. What Mo, what Mo, listen, this is, it is what it is. But you know what, Mo, you know what really, because, you know, once you get married, Mo, you realize you can't ever be right anymore, right? So I'm never right in my house, right? <laughs> but everyone will understand this one, Mo. I suddenly realized and I apologize to everyone listening how I used to talk when I played. Because I realized with my youngest, I don't know, it never occurred to me with the other two <laughs> that I got to watch what I say. Mm-hmm. And well, <laughs> my wife said, listen, she says, you know what? She says, BJ, I'm so happy we came to the game. She said it in such a nice way. She was sweet. It was like, a, I remember it was a Sunday afternoon game. I remember it. Because we wanted to go to afternoon game. It's like 11 or 12 o'clock out here in L.A. She said, but we can't keep sitting here and listening to all of this <laughs> on the court. And my wife and take some headphones said, for the kid. Yeah. And, and, and I started to listen to what was being said out there. And I was like, no, I can't sit here and bring a four year old <laughs> and sit this close to the court <laughs> and listen to what was being said. But like. It never, it never occurred to me, Mo. It's just like, I, I just had, I don't know how I got here to share this story. But what I'm saying, though, Mo, is my mom used to call me, Mo, if she thought I was cursing on television. Oh, she was just reading the lips. Like, she was just she watching was your mouth, seeing what you were saying. My mom did not care about winning and losing. <laughs> just manners. <laughs> just manners. Just ma- My mom called me. This is a true story. My mom called me in the NBA finals. Kevin Johnson and I got in a, I, it was nothing, you know, you know, yeah, you know, everybody, everybody pushes and then you break it up or whatever. Soon as the game was over, my mom called me. What's going on? What are you doing? I was like, oh, mom, we just won the NBA. You know, we we're in the finals. She's like, no, I saw you cursing on television. <laughs> <laughs> And proceeds Mo, to give me like a five minute lecture. That's such on, a mom thing. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> you know, she didn't call to say good game or she was like, what are you doing? Like people are watching. I didn't raise you to be da 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 da. And I was like, no. And I was like, but there's no, no buts. It's unacceptable. So, you know, I remember then. So now, Mo, I, I don't know what the solution is here. But I, I've had these moments. I've had these moments as a parent. I've had these moments as a player. And I just hope, Mo, that we can come to an understanding of respect. Yeah. Because you know 100%. what, Mo? That's what, it, that's what it's going to take. And it's respect and, amongst the fans and the players. And, and hopefully we can figure this out. You know, my, my, my take on it is, as I said before, the fans need to not cross the line. You know, boo, you're trash, whatever you want. But then saying those personal things cursing these guys out. I don't think you should be doing that. But then also for the players, you know, I think like I see KD talking to people in the crowd sometimes, you know, he, he'll say a thing or two here to a fan, but he's like, 
He's talking trash with the fans, right? right? He's telling the fans, oh, your favorite player can't guard me. Ah, uh, yeah, hold that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's talking to them too. But I think the Kyrie thing was the hand gestures. That was the thing because the, the talking, unless you're sitting by the court, you're not going to hear that. The hand gestures with all the cameras in the world, everyone sees that now. And it's all over Instagram. It's all over social media. I don't know what you're going to achieve with the hand gestures. Um, you know. Well, I don't know what he's going to achieve. I don't know what he's going to achieve. But I'm, I want to say this. I don't want to take away from the incredible performance, individual performance. 100%. 39. And, 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 that's, and that's what Mo makes me... This is what gets me upset is because I'm, we're talking about everything else besides this, you know? Yep. And this is the first episode, I think, where we've not really spoke about the basketball of the basketball. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. and, and it it was one of the best playoff games I've seen in a very long time. No, it, it, and it, that it, should it, be it, the headline. Like, that, that should, should be... be not waking up the next day and the whole of my Instagram is feed filled with, oh, look at Kyrie Irving doing this. Oh, look at this fan in the tunnel saying this to Kyrie Irving. Like, if you want to talk about Kyrie Irving, I want to talk about his pull-up game, threes, mid-range, layups, dishing to his teammates, and taking the loss to the best franchise in the history of the world, the Boston Celtics. That's what I want to be talking about. I don't want to be talking about this, um, but I think it's important to address. And, and I think it's, it's good that you share your stories as well with your experience as a player. Did you ever go back yeah, to any yeah, fans in, in your career? Did you ever go back at any fans, though? Well, you know, Mo, you know, I, you hear me talk about Detroit a lot. And you're probably like, man, this guy always talks about Detroit. You know what? <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's, you know, That's your DNA. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I have to represent where I'm from. And I love the place where I'm from. I love Detroit. And you know, Mo, I grew up in a place where, um, you know, Mo, it was, to me, it just seemed normal. You know, I grew up in the city of Detroit. So I didn't know, you know, at the time growing up there, you know, you couldn't tell me it was the hood or whatever. I grew up and that's all you know. That's what I knew. When you're in it, that's and, all and, you and know. I, and, I, and Mo, I loved it. Like that was, you know what I mean? Now I can tell you, oh, it was, but back then, Mo, I didn't know. Yeah, because you don't I, know. I you don't know any different when you're growing yeah, up. I didn't you're know a kid. Different. That's you all I knew was that was my neighborhood. That was my city, and those were my people. And and they treated us with respect. We treated other people with respect, and it was a community. That's what I knew. You know, Mo. I, where I'm from, as long as they don't put their hands on you, Mo. We good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> now, that's the rule. Mo, I hear it. That, that, that's where I'm from. Like, Mo, like, people going to say things. People can talk. As long as they don't put their hands on me, we good. We good. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm going to treat you with respect. Just because you acted that way, Mo, I don't mean I got to act that way. Because I get what I'm here for. Mo, I grew up wanting to be a professional athlete. And with that came 
what came with it. Yeah. Now, if you put your hands on me, Mo, hmm. all of a sudden Mm-mm. now that changes the dynamics of the relationship. Because mm-hmm. I grew, that's how I grew up. You know what I mean? Like, Mo, I've played in some very hostile environments. Yep. And I'm, okay. With, with all due respect, I think back then was a little bit more hostile than it is today. Yeah, yeah. Mo, I've played in some very hostile environments growing up. But it was always understood. You could talk. You could, you could go crazy. You can say whatever you want to say. As long as you don't put your hands on me or my team, my teammates, we're good. And Mo, and I'm telling you, it's extreme. And I'm not, and I'm not, and now I need to rehash it. Mm-hmm. However, Mo, however, you know, things, I get it. Things change over time and, you know, things are in a different era and all those things. So that's how I grew up, Mo, and it worked for me. People said things to me, Mo, that, hey, I'm not saying I condone that type of behavior, Mm -hmm. but it is what it is, Mo. (laughs) It is what it is, right? (laughs) You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like my dad used to say, now I'm sounding like my parents. You know, hey, if you hear it for the first time outside of this house, then I'm not doing my job. Mm. Okay. Okay. So... When I heard something, I always kind of referred back to that. You know what I mean? And dad would always tell us kids, as long as they don't put their hand on you. Okay. You know, we can, we can, now that's my generation. This generation, the bowl, I think it's a little third. I didn't have Instagram. I didn't mm. have Twitter. I didn't have TikTok, so I don't know, Mo. Honestly, I don't know. And my wife constantly reminds me, BJ, don't forget, we are raising children in a world you and I don't know anything about. Hey, (laughs) man, listen, Uncle Mo's here for them. Don't worry about that. Okay, yeah. So I got to call Uncle Mo to say, is it appropriate for my kids to be on Twitter at all? This is what I'm saying. Mo, Mm. I didn't grow up with this. I feel you. You know, I didn't grow up with a with a PC. Okay, Mo. <laughs> I didn't grow up with a cell phone. Okay. You know, that came later for me, Mo. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is what it is, Mo. I'm looking, but what I do know is that we got to figure out how to respect one another. 100%. Now, 100%. I don't know what the is, answer is. It is a privilege for fans to be at these games. It wasn't too it's long a privilege ago. To be play- the- it's a privilege to oh, be playing in front of these fans. A hundred percent. But just think last year, the year before, we were having games in empty arenas because of the pandemic. And we're all talking right. about how much you miss the fans, how much you miss the fans. So now that the fans are back, you know, let's make sure it stays that way. And yes. basketball is unique, especially the NBA is unique in that the proximity that fans get to the players. You don't sit courtside at a Premier League game or an NFL game or an Olympic event. You don't sit courtside to those things. That's what makes basketball so special, right? But that is a privilege for the fans. So, you know, that's just, that's my take on it. But uh, BJ, I appreciate you sharing the stories. And that's some great advice in that parenthood. I don't know if it's great advice, Mo. It's just, (laughs) you know, it's funny. When you see things, Mo, it re... 
I always have recall. Like, you know, like you, you see things and I'll forget things. And all of a sudden, as crazy as that sounds, that's what, what I saw Kyrie, that's what it reminded me of. I mean, I don't know why, Mo. Like, yeah. what a wild thing to recall. Like, yeah. in that yeah. moment, that's what re reminded me of, like, man, thank goodness I didn't have kids. Because, Mo, when you're a new parent, you 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 begin to love something you probably never loved as much. You know what I mean? Like, when you have a child, Mo, that's, that's a different type of experience. And you know, Mo, that's a that's a tough one. Your your kids watching you play, you know what I mean? And you you you're you're trying to do the best you can. You know, you live with some things you like about yourself, some things you're trying to work on to improve yourself. And that's a hard thing, Mo, to to see. Cause you know his kids are watching him play. You know his kids are. Yeah. You know, well, he I, you know what I mean? If he, you know, so. Oh, hey, I appreciate you listening to Mo. Hey, man. We, uh, yeah. Appreciate everyone at home listening, too. We appreciate you sharing the stories and the wisdom. And um, hopefully we have a great rest of the series. And, you know, there's no escalation Absolutely. between any of the fans, any of the players. But can we get back to the game, Mo? Can we get oh, back man. to the game and oh, all this man. other I'm, stuff? I'm dying to talk about the game. I can't wait to see some of these games tonight. Game two, Boston, Brooklyn. Man, I am so excited. So until next time, we'll be back discussing basketball. BJ, thank you once again for being here and sharing us with all those stories and all that wisdom. But until next time, my people, make sure you subscribe and get buckets. <laughs>